Hello and welcome into another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. We have a jam-packed show for you today. We are going to get you all caught up on movie news and what's poppin'. We're going to review blockbuster hit Sonic the Hedgehog. And because of Sonic, we are going to do a schoolyard pick of video game characters. Let's do it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. With me, as always, your co-host, Kirk. Hello, hello. I am your other co-host, Cam. And today is February 17th. Date of recording, I should specify. It's President's Day. All right. It's Michael Jordan's birthday. Oh, snap. The goat. Number 23. It's uh, it's Ed Sheeran's birthday. Happy birthday, Ireland. Lots of big birthdays today. This is a big day. It's National, um, oh, what is it? National Random Acts of Kindness. I saw that on Facebook. Oh. National Random Acts of Kindness Day. I didn't leave my house, so I didn't do any random acts of kindness. Same. I never do either, but I should. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. And then it'll be even more random because on random, here's the thing. Oh. Here's a question. This is a paradox. On Random Acts of Kindness Day. If you do a random act of kindness, it's not that random. It's actually less random than if you were to do it on a different day. So I say, I'm just making this up as I go, best way to properly honor random acts of kindness day would be to do a random act of kindness not on that day, but Mm. on a different day. Yeah, um, I think that's sound logic right there. Kind of makes me feel like I should have gone to a drive-thru or something today, though, like just in case, you know, like the pay-it-forward person, you know, that, that person who's like, hey, get the car behind me. I've, I've done that before. Yeah, it's always a gamble, though, because what if the person oh, behind you is like a family of eight? Right. And you're like, oh, yeah, that'll be $47. What if they were buying food for an entire food pantry of people oh my god that'll be seven hundred dollars yeah you get your bill and you're like wait what (laughs) i take that back yeah can you take it back can you can you revoke no it's done oh man you paid for it you paid you paid sight unseen for something you had no idea what the you would never pay for anything that you didn't know the cash value (laughs) of except in that scenario And then you have to, um, your house goes under floor foreclosure because so, you just lost your rent. Yeah. Money. So it's, it's funny. Um, when I was in, when I was in university, like I'll say like a universe, university, uh, like a European, when I was in university, I had a scholarship that allotted me a certain amount of money for food. Um, and I was an idiot and bought food off campus all the time. And so inevitably I would have like just an inordinate amount of money on my fee- on my uh, meal plan at the end of the year or at the end of each semester or whatever. Uh-huh. And it does not roll over. It just disappears because it was linked to my scholarship or whatever. So I would go to the the food court and just give the lady, like the, the lunch lady person who was scanning cards, my card and say, just pay for people until it until it just maxes oh, that's so awesome and it was awesome and i would just eat my lunch and go pick it up whenever i was done done deal <laughs> it was a good time it made me feel like i was just so rich and i could not have been poorer because i was in college <laughs> so uh yeah i enjoyed it maybe i made a few people's days 
Oh, you absolutely did. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Like, oh, yes, there's a mysterious angel donor taking care of your lunch today. Yeah. Someone stressed at finals. Like, absolutely. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. So maybe I'll do a random act of kindness tomorrow and have it be really random, super random. Hmm, I was going to ask you to do one for me, but I guess that wouldn't be random. That wouldn't be random. That's requested, and that's selfish is what it is. <laughs> but what would your request have been? Um, can you watch my kids so I can like take a nap? I'm so no. tired. I'm so no. stinking tired. Not doing that. If you hear me start to snore tonight, it's because I'm so I need a nap, tired. too. I was supposed to take a nap today. Mm-hmm. I was like planning it out. I was like, I'm off work. Because I'm, I'm weirdly off work for President's Day, like a person who goes to grade school. Like, I was off work. It was weird. Um, nobody else is off work for the record, so you can't really do anything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to set aside the time. I'm going to eat lunch, and then I'm going to take a nap. Didn't do it. Couldn't. Wow. I don't know why. It's just one of those things. Like, whenever you think, whenever you pre-plan the nap, you have a hard time sleeping because there's pressure. Yeah. There's a nap. There's nap-related pressure. That's true. The key is to never get ready after you wake up and then just go back to sleep. Mm. It's wonderful. Yeah, like don't shower and stuff. Still in because the jam you fully, jams. Yeah, you fully wake up at that point. Mm-hmm. I see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I kind of hate that whole like waking, like not waking up fully, like being in limbo from like 8 to 10 a.m. Like, am I going to go back to sleep? Am I going to stay up? I don't know. I hate that. I love any nap any time of the day. Well, I think a spontaneous nap is the best nap. An unexpected nap is the best. Yes. But as an adult, it's never acceptable. There's always something else you should be doing. Well, sure. But that's why it's so rewarding. I have no guilt when I wake up from naps. Even if I put off the most important thing in my life at that time. I'm like, well, I got some good energy to take care of that most important thing. Sure. Sure. No, I have post-nap guilt. Do you? Usually just like FOMO. Hmm. Like, ah, my whole day, you know, I had this whole day planned and I lost three hours. Like, what a waste. Yeah. That's usually me. Eh, You know. The reality is that those three hours would have been spent scrolling Twitter on my phone. And not that that wouldn't be great, but it's definitely not as great as an app. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Um, Interesting week this week. We're definitely in the post-award season hangover. It's sad, man. I think that's the right. It's. It, I am. I was physically sadder this week. There's just so much less excitement around film this week. But I'm trying to positive spin, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get excited about the new year of film. And all of the amazing, because there are, we've talked about it, incredible, incredible films coming this year. Uh, not now, though. Now, mm-hmm. this is the dog days. This is... This is when we, as as uh, amateur movie reviewers and podcasters, this is the dog days. I saw Sonic the Hedgehog at 9.30 on a Sunday night, Kirk. <laughs> and I sat there halfway through that film so tired. And I was like, this is it. You know, this is why <laughs> like, <laughs> movie podcasting is really easy until it's not. <laughs> so 9.30, did you stay awake the whole time? I did. Oh, bravo. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't. I, I, I'm too, uh, I don't know if I'm too paranoid or like I just don't trust people. I can't fall asleep in public. Like I would never be able to. Oh, okay. I'm on high alert. I fall asleep in my car sometimes. Not while I'm driving, but that's like. That's good. I was, okay. Like, that was a good, good clarifier. I was like, oh no. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, if you see me in my head's like on 
in, in my chest. You're in traffic, and I look over, and it's just you're flooring in. You're beep, 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 <laughs> kirk, kirk. Oh, what's going on? Hey. No, but you're saying when your car is not moving. Not moving. Uh, maybe maybe um, the kids are in the back, and they're quiet, and Aubrey runs into the store. Oh, close gotcha. my eyes, close little, my eyes for a minute. Lock, lock the door. You know. Not me, man. I'm always frosty. Yep. Trust no one. I don't trust anyone either, but I really love naps, <laughs> as we've established. You don't value your security. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> if someone were to just break into my car and kill me while I slept, well, so be it. I guess I'd already be asleep, so I'd go in my sleep. That's true. So. I mean, it's a, it's a good point. It's a good way to go. It's a good way to go. So, no, I, I stayed awake the whole time. And I wasn't really tired during it. It was just like, so Sunday is Sunday was a busy day for me. And I was like running all around and I got home and like we were actually over in Illinois hanging out and then went back home. And so usually like once you've done that drive back, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I got to go to the movies. Like I have to actually see a movie tonight. And it was like the weirdest crowd ever because the only people that were at the movies at 930 on a Sunday night were kids who were off like like uh, junior high to high school age kids who were like off school the next day on like a little group date yeah and they were being clowns like people that age are just total clowns like making loud remarks during the trailers and stuff <laughs> like that and like here i am just like the one rando guy <laughs> with a giant water bottle <laughs> like, shut up kids <laughs> yeah they're probably like what is this weirdo doing but that's what it is. That's life. That's I was like, this is what life is post Oscars. This is mm-hmm. this is how it goes. I went and saw it at one o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday, pretty much moments after we agreed upon seeing Sonic. Yeah. From the poll, and I was like, Sonic, right? With you. Yeah. Like, Sonic one, cool, cool. And got my tickets. Got my son. Went to the movies. Nice. Yes, yeah, so you had a better watching experience than I did. Well, you're gonna give it like ten out of ten, and I'm gonna give it like a zero because I was I was just like nine thirty on a Sunday. No, I just want to bring it back to my my ability to sleep anywhere. I did doze off during this film. Oh, well, there's a big fat asterisk next to your <laughs> review. I, you probably missed some really crucial pieces. I hope so. I, I really do. Um, I was glued to it, and I stayed in my seat the entire time. No bathroom breaks focused well that's nice i stayed in my seat the whole time too <laughs> you did you i did. was just unconscious for part um, of it so yeah it's 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 different now it's different and the movie news is slower but we did get a few good nuggets what's there so let's jump into it what's popping movie phone you remember movie phone i do i used to call movie phone like during the when i was a kid mm-hmm. because once you figure out how to use a phone you like want to call people and that's like one of the things you can call because it's just an automated deal, you know. Um, movie phone is bankrupt, Kirk. Rest in peace. Ouch. Um, Helios and Matheson, I think that's the name of the company, parent company. Also, fun fact, same company who owned uh, well, MoviePass. Of course. The now defunct movie subscription service. What a disaster. Um, this They owned this company and now it's in the toilet as well. So if those guys come knocking to buy your company... Just be aware. Bad things. Nothing but bad things coming your way there. Run. Um, So movie phone is bankrupt. But here's the kicker. They're still operating in bankruptcy. (laughs) Like they're, they're defunct. They're done. They have one employee. Hold on. Everyone else has been laid off. There is one person (laughs) who is unnamed. Is, is this the movie, movie phone man? 
It's, yeah. it's Kramer from Seinfeld. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that in I, Seinfeld? I do. Yes. Why don't you just tell me the name of the movie you'd like to see? <laughs> <laughs> That'd yeah. be wonderful. That's what this is. And I, no one can convince me otherwise. This is the, this is a dream scenario. Cause what's that guy doing? What's his name again? The Kramer guy? No clue. Kramer. His name is Kramer. I don't know. I've seen every episode of Seinfeld. No idea what that guy's I name is. I think he legally changed his name to Kramer. Um, he he is Kramer for all for all intents and purposes. He that's him. Mm-hmm. He's I'm convinced this is what he's doing because I haven't seen him in anything in like ten years. Who else could be the single remaining employee for Movie Phone yeah. holding down the fort? And right, so now that they have no money, they just turned off the recording because they can't you know they can't program it, record it. They, it's just there's literally a dude there, and well, it's just like, hey, what do you want? <laughs> Because who's calling movie phone? I so want to call them right now. It's got to be really old people. Don't you think? Oh, yeah. Because you you can literally find out any of that information immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Just just Google what's showing and it'll geolocate you on your phone. Right. So so these are people who have no idea the internet exists or are anti-technology. 1-800-777-FILM, everybody. Do you want to call them? Let's call them. Let's call movie phone. Okay, I'm calling right now. Put it on speaker. 1-800-777-FILM. This is good radio. I-L-M. Please be a real person. Please. Hello, and thank you in advance for answering three fun, quick, and easy questions about travel. Uh, Select callers will receive a free oh, this how they're making money now? cruise vacation for, <laughs> they have ads. Yes, for yeah. helping us out. Let's begin. No, let's if not you begin. Are years or older, <laughs> that's, that's dumb. I want, and it wasn't Kramer. That I want sucks. Kramer. Maybe it was Kramer. I don't know. But yeah, that's Movie Phone. Movie Phone is, is toast. So rest in peace. You know, at one point, Movie Phone was worth $400 million. What? Yeah, dude. Pre-internet? I mean, pre-internet, it was just a totally different world. And so in the 90s, when, like, we were at peak, like, it was just before the internet was, like, a big, big deal, mm-hmm. it was worth $400 million. I was just talking to Aubrey the other day, like, how the internet wasn't in full force when we were children, that we lived some of those days without internet, and my children, our children, your, your kids will never live without the internet, unless the apocalypse happens. Well, no, and, like, the, the thing that I always think about is, like, you know, when I was a kid, when you were a kid... You couldn't just contact people. No. Like, you had to, if you were going somewhere and you were going to split up, like, you had to have a game plan. Mm-hmm. And that is something you never have to do. Mm-mm. Like, there was no wandering away from your person at Target. Like, that was not happening. Well, first of all, you probably weren't at Target because Target wasn't as big of a deal. But I'm just saying, like, Kmart. Yeah, you had to have a plan, game plan. Like, all right, I'm going to go do this. You go do this. We'll meet here. If we don't meet here, Something's gone terribly wrong. And we're going to go to security. Go to customer service and report a missing person. Yeah. I mean, that was... What a, what a time. What a time indeed. You, people were arguably smarter then because they had to retain more information than Google it all the time. Right. I forgot which movie it was. I was watching a movie really recently that was set in that era, like the 90s. Mm-hmm. And the whole plot of the movie could have been dissolved by the presence of a cell phone yes all like if the cell phone had been there there would be no issues mm-hmm. they just had to have that 
And that's just wild. That's the same. They say that about every Seinfeld episode because it's all miscommunication. Right. If they ha- if they had cell phones in the time of Seinfeld, none of the chaos would yeah. happen. Yeah. But thank goodness there were no cell phones. Right. There were no cell phones, and that was a different time. And now, companies like Movie Phone, they just can't exist anymore because they didn't adapt. You know, if that like like anybody, I mean, if these companies when they had all that money had invested in like a bomb website and Movie Phone just like went that route they probably would have been huge still but yeah we are so what's the point of them keeping the one employee just shut it down i have no idea (laughs) i have no idea they must get some sort of revenue it's like probably part of their bankruptcy agreement like yeah well you guys get x amount of revenue from whatever that cruise line trash is that they were asking you about (laughs) and then uh that's like the deal like you have to keep that rolling in oh so good for that guy best job in the world like whoever that person is they're just killing it no job security, um, probably. <laughs> None You're whatsoever. probably not feeling great, but, you know, it's just you. You're, if you are the lone <laughs> movie the phone employee. On, on the Titanic. We want to talk to you. Yeah. I know. Call us. We'll do an interview. <laughs> we really will. We will, any time of the week, we'll just record it on our phones even. We want to speak with you. I love it. Um, so rest in peace, movie phone. You gone but not forgotten for now. <laughs> um, okay. More news, and I, I use the word news very lightly in this sense. Disney is making a live-action remake of something again. You sound annoyed, Cameron. Yeah, I think I'm done with these. Well, I mean, I'm okay with them existing and continuing to come. I'm not going to consider it news anymore, I don't think. I'm signing off on that. Just when they happen, we'll we'll maybe mention it, but it, we won't put it in what's popping. It's not news. You know what? What if they just don't tell us anymore and they just release the movie? I'd prefer that. That's a surprise. Because I, the burden of having to talk about it is too much. I'd prefer for it to just show up. <laughs> and just just assume that every film that they've ever made that has not been remade yet will be remade. And yeah. then you're good. What's like th- people being surprised that they're doing a live act. I mean, and here's the thing here is like this isn't a live action remake. We don't know yet. It's just a live action version of Rapunzel. But my question is, like, is it tangled? Right. Because it would be exceptionally stupid to make a live-action movie that wasn't tangled, but it'd also be stupid to make a live-action movie that was tangled, because tangled just came out, like, what, 2010? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, not too long. It was their 50th film. It was their 50th film. It was, like, the the comeback. It was the comeback kid, you know? And Tangled is fantastic. Super underrated. We watched it the other night. Mm Mm-hmm. Love it. It's special. It's so good. Who was it on our Facebook page? Um, was it was it my cousin? Someone was shouting to the rooftops saying, listen to me. If it's not Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi, I do not want this movie in all caps. And I agree. I, I mean, I do agree. But again, it's like, it's like, it's the same thing. It won't be them, but it needs to be. It's a paradox because it's like, I, I want that, but I also don't want that. Yeah. Because live action Tangled is a stupid idea, but live action Rapunzel that's not Tangled is equally stupid. I don't know how they're going to get the hair right. I don't. It's going to have to be CGI. It's going to be bad. Which is going to look terrible. <sighs> Unless they have like a super awe. I mean, I don't know. What if they had just like a 30 foot long wig that that actress has to carry around at all times? Actually, you know what? I'm coming around. Oh. I think... If it's not Tangled, that's better. I actually do. Okay. I think it's better if it's not Tangled and if it's just a live-action movie version of Rapunzel that's Mus- not tied to anything else. Music? Musical? 
I think no. I think no. Go Mulan style. I think no, because then it would be like, I don't know, it'd be too similar to Tangled. I think if they're going to do it, they should do it separate. That's I'm changing my mind there. Because I think remaking an animated film that came out 10 years ago is crazy. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, if they take like a different approach to it, it could be a totally different project, and then it would be news because it wouldn't be a live action remake; it would just be a live action film. Mm-hmm. But we know nothing about this project other than it's happening. We'll let you know. Oh, and it's not going to Disney Plus; it's going to theaters. Well, that that's okay. Well, as it will end up on Disney. Yeah, Plus. I just mean like it's not Lady and the Tramp; like it's not just yes. getting released to Disney Plus; it's getting a theatrical release first, and then. It will inevitably end up in Disney Plus. It's big stuff right there. Yeah. So they've got a that. lot of faith behind it then. They do. But they make money off of everything. So they're just like, keep the money rolling, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Stranger Things. Yes. We're talking about Stranger Things again. It's been a while. Yes. Stranger Things 4. Not season 4. Stranger Things 4. Because that's how they do it. I don't know why. Yeah, I I still call it season four. You're wrong. <laughs> Stranger Things four, Kirk. It's like a sequel to a movie, but it's not a movie. It's a series. Another teaser. So they had a teaser before, the We're Not in Hawkins Anymore teaser that happened a while ago. And then today, no, when was it? Last week, Wednesday, mm-hmm. they had this teaser trailer come out. It's in Russia. It's like in some sort of like prison camp or some some sort of situation it's like some that. sort of work prison camp yeah yes. yeah and it's a bunch of guys like hammering uh railroad ties into a railroad track mm-hmm. and then we see jim hopper with shaved head yes, and that's do. the end of it that's it what are your thoughts i'm excited i know a lot of people were were uh there were some dumb reactions to this, honestly, <laughs> well, o- online. People were like, I knew it. Well, duh, they teased it. You knew. They, they kind of, yeah, I mean, they. Who else would it be? Who else would have been in a Russian prison moments after we left our friends off in season three of Stranger Things? Well, plus, like, the um, after credits scene at the end of season three heavily alludes to the fact that he's alive. Yes. So, or at least, like, not dead. I don't know. So it's like, you know, you didn't have to think that hard. It wasn't like this incredible um, just idea that you came up with that maybe he's alive. Okay, so that was a dumb... A dumb sorry if you if you were, like, so excited that you were the smart one or you thought you were the smart one. That, you were like, I knew it. Like, no one else thought of this, but I told my family yeah. that he was alive. But otherwise... I'm all for it. I think it's. I think you cannot go on with Stranger Things without Jim Hopper. There's a couple of characters you could cast aside. Yeah, but they played this totally wrong. Like they, first of all, the, I was already mad about the after credit scene at the end of season three. Like, kind of acting like, hey, he might not be dead. Because I'm, again, I'm the person who's like have the guts to keep a character dead for like ten seconds. Yeah. Because, I feel like I was robbed. Of the amazing moment, like five episodes into season four, where Hopper reappears, and I totally didn't know, and it just knocks my socks oh, off. Oh, like we know? get into season four, and they just they just wait. Yeah, like, that's what they should have done. You know, honestly, they did this with Barb, too. You know, everyone was, give right. us Barb, make her alive. And we knew she was back from one of the, from from the first episode, or from the first trailer for the first episode, that she was out there, and we would see her one more time. Yeah. 
and then she was just dead. Right. What? <laughs> I mean, what if this? I mean, they could be trolling us in a different way. So there, yeah, there are fan theories that think that it's like a body snatcher situation. Mm-hmm. That like it's not actually him. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna do like a Homeland thing and have. I mean, it was still the guy in Homeland, but they're gonna have him like be some sort of inside person. Yeah. Like send Hopper back to infiltrate. <laughs> the stranger things peeps and then it's not actually him it's like some russian operative what if we see him like working towards whatever in russia and we see for whatever reason all the kids go to russia to try to find him they get like a like a what do you call it morse code um telegram that gets to them yeah or millie bobby brown like reads his mind and then they get there but guess what the entire timeline we saw was like months ago and he's we see his like decaying corpse in the corner that would be exciting yeah i think yeah i mean if if this is what it appears to be that he's alive i wish they would have had more courage to i feel you keep him dead i like the i like the big twist i want i want that moment Mm -hmm. but it faces us with the reality that stranger things is a mass appeal television show and they know that most people cannot cope with the idea that hopper is actually dead and so they had to give that to people so that they're going to be like, please come back and watch our show. Hopper's not actually dead. Please, please, please. Right. So that's what I kind of hate. Like when shows get big, big, I have such a hard time because they start to succumb to fan service. Yeah, fan service a little mm-hmm. bit. And that's what this is. So anyway, I am excited. I love Jim Hopper. I love David Harbour. I wish David Harbour was in everything all the time forever. So yes, but I kind of like... We all knew that they weren't going to kill that character. Nope. It would have been incredibly gutsy had they killed that character, but um, we knew that he wasn't going to stay dead. And that didn't. That to me didn't really like take any of the effect away from Stranger Things three. I thought. I thought that season was awesome. It was great because season two had a had some struggles. Yeah, I think so too. Specifically, like everyone talks about the episode where Millie Bobby Brown went or Eleven rather went to find all of her her sister friends the other mutants if you will well and that like goes nowhere and they didn't even bring them back in season three that's what i'm saying there were like three moments in season three where i'm like oh they're gonna make it they're gonna bring those people back it's gonna make sense that we had to see them in season two never showed up no it's not it it ends up being totally null and void and not important to the overall arc of the character they must have just written it off because people were so angry about it but i think you could have brought the sister what was she seven or something yeah yeah you could have brought her back just her i would have preferred they had because it would have made that make sense and the the writing made it seem like they were ebbing towards that and then they just dropped the ball Uh uh-huh yeah i mean i think that yeah, season three I felt like was very surprising in a lot of ways, and they they used a lot of tricks to sit, make you think they're going one direction and then flip it around on you. So, um, I definitely don't think Hopper being alive lessens the effect of that season, but I wish they would have would have played it a little bit better to really shock me. So stay tuned yeah. for Stranger Things Stranger Four. Stranger Things Four. That's right, you said it right. Stranger Things Four, not season four. Sorry. Okay. Batman. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you were looking at me and I was like, am I supposed to do something? 
<laughs> I think I, I was like waiting for you to do something, but then uh, see, I'm afraid of silence. I'm afraid of silence, and so I, that was just pure panic. That's what that sound was. I think in my head I was trying to think of Battenson, and I was gonna say Battenson, and I just dude, the look you gave me though was the most curious look. It was so puzzling, and I just looked back. I was like, I have to say something. He's wanting me to say something. Batman. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Um, yes. Wow. Um, bat, <laughs> Batman. Let me try that again. <laughs> Batman. The Batman, I should say. Or is it the, ba- the Batman? Oh, curveball. Yeah, that's the, that's the discussion. Like the Ohio State University. Um, we had a camera test, which they, I hate. Camera test. It's not a camera test. It's a. It's a promo. It's a teaser. So we had a camera test that showed Robert Pattinson in the bat suit. We see a close-up of the Bat logo. You can go on our Facebook page and find this on our timeline. Um, You see the logo. You see the texture of the suit. You don't see... You don't see below the torso. You just see chest and then the actual... What do they call that? The cowl or whatever? Like the head. Um, But not the whole head. Most of the head. Just most of it. Mm -hmm. Right. So, what was your reaction to the Bat suit? I mean... I can tell you right out of the gate, Robert Pattinson's jawline is cash as Batman. <laughs> it, it just, he has the right jawline for it. He looks like Batman. Yeah, man. I get jealous of people with these like incredible jawlines because I just don't have that in my life. There was an article that said, and I don't know if it was one of these clickbait articles or whatever, that said that Robert Pattinson, according to science, is the most attractive male. Mm-hmm. And they had like all, I read the thing, it was all kinds of like, the golden ratio and his pro like the distance of his eyes from one another and yeah. his jaw I was the whole thing symmetry and all that jazz but haven't we seen that article before in for some every other person yes who's about to come out with the big movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes we have i call foul foul yeah. play foul play foul play oh wait bats and birds see i still think <laughs> bats are birds this, this comes back to last week when we did the bird thing i had a bat on my bird list Oh, that, anyway. I think that's fair. Bats and birds, two separate things. Did someone get you for having a bat on your bird list? No, I called it out. I said I have, oh, I yeah, have a you bat did. on my bird list, and I don't care because birds and bats are basically the same thing, only bats are way cooler because they use echolocation and they yeah. suck things blood. I did not even remember you having to argue that. I was like, yeah, bats, they have wings You're like, yeah, birds. bats, birds, same deal. <laughs> oh, We're gosh. all on the same page here. One's a mammal, one's not, sure, whatever. Oh, man, I'm really smart. Yeah, the bat suit. Yeah, so the bat suit. The bat suit for the Batman, the Batman. It looks pretty sick. It's... Yeah. I wanted more light on it. It was obviously, again, promo tease. the mask? The mask looks just like Daredevil's mask. It's like they took it off of Charlie Cox's... Um, costume from Daredevil and just slapped it on him. I don't like that the nose. This is just this is great content here. We're gonna we're gonna super analyze the bat suit, but the nose, the underneath of the nose, is not covered. Mm. And I don't think we've had a bat suit like that. I didn't notice that. I'll have to watch it again. So like it it covers his nose, but the underneath, like where his nostrils are, is open, which does make sense because you need. I've to... always kind of wondered how Batman breathe through his nose yeah maybe he just has a uh, deviated septum and can't breathe through his nose and so he's like eh, whatever i'll just cover that guy up it's worthless uh who knows so is it completely open like you just or is there like a uh like something like that connects over part no. of the bottom of no, his no. nose just it's, wide it's open. open yeah it's open huh. 
Maybe. And it's just kind of a strange thing to me. Maybe, but, maybe they just shouldn't have shown us that angle of his nose. And I did we see ears on the bat suit? Bar- barely, like maybe an inch of of ears. Yeah, but we didn't see how tall they were. Maybe they go super tall, Batman Beyond style. Because Stop. that well, that show. Um, there was an animated show called The Batman mm-hmm. that they had a few years back. Like I want to say, not more than ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think he had the longer ears as well. Mm-hmm. But. The big thing about this suit that stuck out to me was the symbol. Did you see people analyzing the symbol? They did, yeah. There were people saying that it looks like a dis- like a deconstructed gun. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, I wonder if it's the gun that killed his parents. Which would be super cool. Yeah. And I'm all here for that. I am not all here for that. What? Yeah, I'm not because, and here's why. It is cool in like the, okay, that's awesome kind of way. Like it looks really cool and everything. But... Batman, at least the Batman that I like, is would totally not go that route. Like, I know that he's all theatrics because he has his bat suit and stuff, but like Batman, I feel like is a pretty practical, no nonsense oh, yes. you guy don't... who wouldn't be like, "This is the gun that killed my parents." Like, he wouldn't care about that. He he would be Batman because the purpose of the bat is to scare people. And the purpose of the suit is for function and protection. And so I don't think he would take that extra step. But maybe not. So you're thinking that this Batman would be a bit more vengeful rather than uh, main, rather than having his main goal be protection. Yeah. And just a bit more extra. But it could be... <laughs> yeah. Just a tad. <laughs> it could be a symbol, uh, a reminder of, mm. of him of this is why I do what I do. Right. Even when it gets tough. Yeah, that's tricky. That's tricksy right it'll, there. It'll be interesting. I, I don't want them... I don't want some, like, super emotional Batman. Oh, well, it's Robert Pattinson, I mean, so. I, I like I like Bruce Wayne a lot as a character, but I like the confident, all-business Bruce Wayne. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I know that he has some trauma in his life, and, like, Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne wasn't, like, not emotional, but he was all-business, like he was all practicality. What if we see cuz is is it supposed to be 2 years after he he dons the bat suit? Is this correct? I've, I don't I've, know. I've don't heard know. rumblings of that. Yeah. What if we see like Bruce Wayne going to a therapist and at the end of the ther- at the end of the film he's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm Batman." Yeah. You can't tell anybody walks out. Wouldn't that be so cool if he's just like telling his adventures to his therapist and that they're like just like coaching him through it and like I don't know, that'd be really neat that and would really be interesting. relevant for 2020, you know? I don't know what the timing is on it. Um there was this great 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 graphic novel called Batman Year 1. And I think it was actually it became a graphic it became like a trade paperback after it was a series of comics, but the whole plot is like Batman is just starting out and Jim Gordon has just gotten to Gotham city. Yeah. And so it's an amazing story about like Jim Gordon learning the ropes in Gotham city and like him learning about Batman and Batman, like learning the ropes of being a superhero. I've always wanted like that story and Batman begins. I thought was going to be that. And in, in, in ways, it, in certain ways it was, but it wasn't like the full story. And so I kind of snippets, wanna, I kind of would like that, but I don't think that's where they're going because if they've already got like, five villains in this thing then we should we should expect that batman's been rolling around for at least a little while Mm -hmm. because then like batman begins like the scarecrow is not a super sophisticated villain he doesn't like 
have much of a costume other than that mask and burlap sack. Yeah. So <laughs> he's not like the Joker, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, that it, it's interesting. I'm I'm getting more excited about this movie, but that the bat suit brings all kinds of questions along with it. I'm ready for the full trailer. Yes, please, please, and thank you, Matt Reeves. Just whenever I follow you on Twitter, so I'll I'll just set notifications, and that way I don't miss it. Just send it to us in advance. That too. Yeah, just hit us up. Friend of the pop, we'll get you a chair. At PFB underscore podcast, Matt Reeves. I know you're <laughs> listening. Okay, last bit of news. We're back in Disney. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is getting sequeled. The movie's called Shrunk. It stars Josh Gad, who is Disney's golden boy. Mm-hmm. And Rick Moranis is back. He's back for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Welcome back, Rick Moranis. Yeah. Are you excited about this? Were you a big Honey, I Shrunk the Kids fan? I was. I watched every one of them. Yeah. And it was like each one was like a discovery because by the time I was born, I think three of the are there four? I think there's four. Three of I'm just gonna say there's are there four. Four? I think so. There's at least three. So there's Honey I Shrunk the Kids, Honey We, sh- we Shrunk Ourselves. And Honey I Blew Up the Kid. Honey I Blew Up the Kid. I've never seen Which that is one. the baby. They blew they blow up the baby. Oh, blow up as in it's it's huge. They make him giant. Yeah. Reverse. That's kind of a natural sequence of events. Right? <laughs> you would, like, you would imagine that that's the next logical thing that's going to happen in that story. I never have seen that one, though. It's, I'm going to have to see it's it. It's great. Yeah. You see this adorable baby. So then what's the fourth one? I don't know. I'm, I'll look it up while you talk. Maybe this is the fourth one. Anyways, every time I saw one of them, I watched that. I went to Blockbuster or the grocery store that, that had all the movies, says their own little tiny movie store. Yes. I got it. I rented it over and over and over and over and over again. And then I was like, wait a second. There's a second one? And I did that. And then I was like, what? A third one? So knowing that after a 24-year acting hiatus, Rick Moranis is coming back to fulfill the next dreams of either episode four or five of the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids franchise, I'm all for it. I'm excited about this. I think it's the fourth one. This one is the fourth one. Yeah, that's fine. But there was a TV series. Yes, there was with um, Peter Scolieri, maybe? Mm -hmm. Yes. And then there's Honey Boy, which is not related, but we can call it the fourth <laughs> sequel to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You know, no one's shrunk in that. I don't, I don't recall. I like to picture like someone just on their Amazon Fire TV searching Honey, and then Honey Boy comes up. They're like, oh, this must be the next Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie. And then they watch it, and they're like, oh my gosh. What, a, what an what? incredible piece of cinema. <laughs> yeah, what's happened? And they so keep... much has changed since the third movie. <laughs> they keep searching Honey. They find American Honey, which also has yeah. Shia LaBeouf in it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, man, the Honey I Shrunk the Kids series got super weird after the third one. Like everything changed, and the Shia LaBeouf showed up. It's so weird. Oh gosh, that's great. That that's probably that happened. That def- I'm convinced that happened to someone. This is our campaign that we want Shia LaBeouf in Shrunk in some capacity. Maybe he will be. Disney puts Josh Gad in everything. Everything. And I'm not against that. I started watching um, Avenue Five. Yeah. On HBO. I'm already laughing because that show is just absurd in every possible way. And he's in that show and he delivers some amazing one-liners that are just like, I would just die. So highly recommend that show. It's crazy, crazy stupid. So if you can't get into really stupid humor, stay away from it. Mm -hmm. But it's, uh, man, it gets me good. It's, it's hilarious. We shall find out. All right. That's it for what's popping light week, but Here's a little bonus what's popping for you. Stop. What? Bonus time. Have we done this before? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, there's been a couple of times where I'm like, bonus what's popping. I think we were talking Wait. about um, 
What were we talking about? This is episode 30. This is. I was trying to think. I was like, man, I haven't remembered that you said bonus what's popping. But of course I can't remember. We've done this 30 times, Cam. Oh, I said the bonus what's popping um, was the Safdie Brothers thing that one time. Because we started talking about Pee Wee Herman. Oh. And then I was like, oh, bonus what's popping. The Safdie Brothers, Pee Wee Herman, that thing. So it has happened at least one other time. At least one other time. Yeah. So... Uh, but yeah, this is episode 30. Wow. We're, yeah. we're just seasoned pros by now, so we don't even like call out the milestones. We're like, eh, episode 30, another day, another dollar. Whatever. Whatever, no big deal. We'll just keep rolling along. Call me when it's episode 50, Kirk, then I'll be impressed. We're going to have like cannons of confetti in here. Yeah. In, in this room. And um, cake and loud music. This is for 50? 50, yeah. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Start planning that now. I, you've got... Five months. 20 weeks. <laughs> You've got five months, Kirk. Okay. Get to work. Cake. I heard cake, confetti cannons, <laughs> loud music. Yes. I, I got to go, by. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You're out of here. Um, anyway, bonus what's popping. Sonic the Hedgehog became the highest grossing or had the best opening of any video game movie ever. Wow. So there's that. I don't remember the number. I couldn't even hardly pronounce the stat correctly. So don't <laughs> ask me for any more details, but that's that's your bonus what's popping. Well, congratulations, Sega. Do you think, first of all, was this the first Sega movie? Because I've never seen that like Sega thing they did in front of the I don't know. movie. It probably is. I mean, if Sega, if Sega was going to get in the movie business, the first thing they would do would be Sonic. So I have to believe that it it is their first theatrical release. I'm certain it is. Um. But I was going to say, we talked about it when the Sonic redesign happened, right? We talked about how much it cost, and we were talking about, like, do you think it will pay off, and will people go see it? Because the whole reason Sonic got redesigned was because tons of people, like tons, hundreds of thousands of people, reacted in a really <laughs> negative way towards the Sonic character, myself included. Mm-hmm. Mostly, like, for fun, because it was hilariously bad-looking. Um, but my question at the time was like, do you think more people will go see this movie because of that? Do you think that that played a factor that people were like, well, I made fun of the first thing. They changed it. I got to go support this movie. Do you think that's happening? I think there was definitely some guilt that the people had to own up to it. You know, like they ridiculed it. They made some excellent memes and excellent call outs about his baby human teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's that that's why we had so many people drive to the theaters this weekend. Yeah, I kind of do think there's some of that. Like I wanted to say no originally, but I honestly do think some people were like, "Hey, that's kind of a cool story." Like they actually listened and fixed the movie and delayed it and did the right thing and we should reward them for that. Let's find out if they rewarded us. Yeah. So let's talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. It is Who's turn to go first? You know, we talked about the we, odds and the evens, and then I don't. And I remembered it for a second, just a moment. In what was time. the last movie we reviewed? Oh, uh, um, oh, it was, well, it was Birds of Prey. Well, yeah, and they've changed the name since they. Well, they didn't did. officially change the name. It is. It has changed. It has changed on Marcus Theaters. Correct, but I mean, it's not like that's not the title of the film. It's just the. It's just the applications that changed the name. Okay. Yeah, that's what I said last time. That like they change the, the name in the applications when people buy tickets, but the actual name of the movie is still the same. For now, I mean, I don't know. Maybe when they release it, they'll change. I don't know. But uh, let's say that I went first. You can go first. 
I think that I can't remember. I did the Joker. I did the Harley Quinn voice. I think you went first. I think you did. So it's you. Yeah, it's me. Okay, here we go. Tweet synopsis for Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic, a superpowered hedgehog, blows his cover by sparking a power surge that affects the Pacific Northwest. Now, Doctor Robotnik is closing in. With nowhere to go, Sonic turns to the to the only person he admire. Sorry, Sonic turns to the person he admires most. Only one problem: they've never met. You like the suspense I built Whoa. up there? And then I sp- spiked my phone down after I read it. <laughs> Uh, what's the city they leave, live in again? Green Hills, Montana. Green Hills. I noticed I wrote Because the in the game, you play in Green Hills Zone. Yep. Never got the impression that that was on Earth, but that's a side, that's a side thing. My son had a, a lot of questions about, were they on Earth or were not? They on Earth? Were they somewhere? What dimension were they in? And was it all a dream? Was Sonic ever really there? <laughs> <laughs> was he asleep? He's going to wake up this in the shower. This is just a figment of James Marsden's imagination. He's schizophrenic. Oh, gosh. He thing. wakes up in an insane asylum. Yeah. <laughs> like, hi. Okay. Um, tweet synopsis. Forced to hide in the shadows, Sonic the Hedgehog lives out his vagabond life in fear that someone may wish to use his gift of speed for evil. This fear comes true as Sonic must save the good people of Green Hills from a disaster he brought upon the city himself. He did. It's true. Which is the case with a lot of superheroes. They really invite the chaos and danger. Yeah, and sometimes they do more destruction, as we saw was the whole plot of Batman versus Superman was that everybody <laughs> hated the superheroes because they were destroying the city. Mm-hmm. Which the- I will say, after that Superman movie, they had a gripe. Because Superman and Zod really, they really made a mess of things. For 45 minutes, <laughs> they destroyed was it, was it only 45? It felt like five hours <laughs> of them destroying skyscrapers. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so Sonic is basically Superman and Zod. Yes. He blew out the power in the whole upper left of the United States. From a temper tantrum. Just from, yeah, he was just, he was scream crying and running <laughs> as hard as he could. And he just, boom, electricity's out. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's in Green Hills, Montana. It is on Earth, which is why James Marsden and others are there and they're real people. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's dive into this guy. Oscar goes to. I am actually going with James Marsden, believe okay. it or not. And this will be the first and last time that the that anybody ever says the sentence. And the Oscar goes to <laughs> James Marsden. Sorry, that was really mean. I don't mean that. It's not impossible. It's really not. But this is definitely the first time anyone's ever said that sentence. And it's it honestly probably is one of the last times anybody will ever say it. I went with James Marsden because... He t- and maybe it's because he was in what was he in? He was in another movie where oh hop, oh where gosh. there's an animated rabbit that's his friend. It's basically he's basically playing that same role. So maybe that he's like got it down. Actually, they just took scenes from that movie and interspliced. Yeah, they just him. yeah, that's right. It's just same dialogue <laughs> and everything. No, but I, I honestly like just being for real. I thought James Marsden knew what he what movie he was in. <laughs> he was more aware of that than I think anybody else in the movie. And his scenes felt more natural than most people's. And I think, like, even when the writing was bad, he tweaked his delivery to help guide it along. And he was just totally aware of, like, this is a kid's movie. This is the scenario. 
let me do the best job I can under the circumstances with what I'm given and, and go. And honestly, like James Marsden, all joking aside, like he's capable of doing a good job. He was in Westworld. He was really, really good in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, whenever I, whenever I went back and thought about the performances in this film, I was like, honestly, the character who comes off as the most genuine is James Marsden. And he actually kind of guides the film. So I went with him. Wonderful choice. Against all odds. Yeah, James Marsden is great. He he was also in that Netflix series Dead to Me. He was good in that. I loved really him in good that. in that. Yeah, yeah, good call out. Yeah, he he really he really has some good work out there. It's just he gets typecasted so hard all the time where he <laughs> never gets the girl. He's gotten the girl like in three movies. This being one yeah. of them because he's married. So congratulations. He James also Marsden. takes any role, and that and that's mostly where the making fun of comes from. Is like he he likes himself some money and to be frank with you if i was an actor and people wanted to pay me money to be in things <laughs> i would take any job so mm-hmm. it's like sure whatever i think you should do more comedies honestly like real comedies not like sonic like slapstick yeah. here's a here's a hedgehog like when he was in the production of taco bell's nacho fries yes <laughs> yes dude that was awesome i was dying so shout out james Marsden. you need to go get some work some comedy work um i had a really hard time with this entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I, as, as, um, you know, he's the vet in this film, obviously. He's the mm-hmm. only one with the most experience, other than, of course, Jim Carrey. Yep. I couldn't give it to him. I tried. I yeah. tried, and I couldn't give it to him. So much, Cameron, that I hated the writing and the, and the acting and the movements in this movie so much that I decided to give my Oscar to a, an extremely secondary character. Okay. I gave my Oscar away today to Frank C. Turner. And who might you ask, does Frank C. Turner play? Crazy Carl? He does play Crazy yeah. Carl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he plays Crazy Carl. So. He does play Crazy Carl because Crazy Carl in this movie is has to be like this dedicated just caricature of a person. Yeah. He's, he's this uh, old-time farmer. He ha- I think he has a straw hat at times. He has this beard down to his belly, and he loses his mind because he thinks he sees this blue alien with the blue devil (laughs) running around the town and even draws him a fantastic picture very accurate actually um and i give it to him crazy carl he made me laugh the hardest in this movie okay not that it was the laughing competition but i believed him of all of the characters in this movie i believed crazy carl the most that he was fully immersed in his character yeah yeah i mean i think you bring up a good point which is that the writing in this movie makes it really, really difficult for anybody to give a good performance. Mm-hmm. And, and so you, it's hard <laughs> to look past that because there are times where it's just like, well, who could have delivered that line? Well, it's just a bad line. You yeah. know? <laughs> it's just is. So yeah, you, whenever you think about the parts that made you laugh, it's usually like these weird one-off characters and yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a good call out. Um, let's go to scene stealer. I went with Natasha Rothwell, who okay. plays Matt Maddie's sister, and Maddie is James Marsden's wife. Right, and her she's a bit part, and her whole thing is that she doesn't like the James Marsden character, and it's really pretty funny. Like yeah. like her parts are actually funny. They like they do some slapstick stuff with her. She's she's got a comedy background. And she was the only character that made me laugh in this movie. Like she had two or three lines that were 
delivered to perfection and were actually hilarious. I just wish she had been in like the entire movie because this movie needed some help in the comedy department because a lot of what they tried to do from a comedy perspective with the lead characters was very, very forced. Um, and I actually found that with the supporting characters, they did a better job with the comedic elements. I think cause they weren't trying as hard mm-hmm. to make people laugh. So yep. I, I thought she was funny. I thought she was great. I bet all of the supporting characters were just improving. I bet they didn't even have any lines. They may. Yeah, it's possible. They're, They're just, just like, Hey, do something funny. Yeah. We need, we need some help here. We didn't write these parts. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I also picked Natasha Rothwell yes. because she was a baller there. There again, back to the writing. I kind of, there was no effort in the reason why she hated James Marsden. Zero effort. She gives zero reasons as to why she right. doesn't want them to be together. <laughs> Just immediately she hates him. And at ran- at a random point, she even spells divorce out to him. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, V-O-R-C-E. It's like, what? What's happening? But then later in the film, she really just knocks it out of the park. I, and exactly like you said, it's where she cares the least about what's happening. And she is just saying whatever she wants. Yeah. So. She she wins scene stealer by a landslide. Yeah, for sure. Good choice. Let's go to showstopper. My showstopper and my the portion of this production that really knocked my socks off uh, was the character design. I thought Sonic looked great. I give total props to that animation studio who sparked this redesign. They went all in on it. Um, he looked awesome. I thought the scenes were like his quills or fur or whatever were like glowing blue looked really cool yeah um and that generally just the effects of like him running around were all really solid i actually thought um the dr robotnik character design was really solid too uh not an animated character but a a character design no less um so i thought that those were supposed to be the weird cartoony characters and they they nailed it in the movie um I'll talk more later about character design because I don't want you to think that it's like, I don't know. (laughs) The character design is good in isolation, but when you look at the whole movie, there are some issues. So I'll explain that more. Sure. Yeah. I would say my showstopper is the first 10 minutes and the last 10 seconds of this movie. Uh I really wanted this movie to be good. I was rooting for it. I had expectations that it might it might not live up to what I want, but I was like, you know, it's going to be a fun one that we can turn on. My kid's going to laugh at it. When I was in the theater, Cameron, no one was laughing. Yeah. No no children that's, were had joy in their hearts. That's a similar experience <laughs> to mine. But I will say in the first 10 minutes, I was like, this is well structured. I can get down with this. It it had it had a good pacing, good momentum, good energy, honestly good writing. So that's what I think happened. I think that whoever pitched this movie wrote the first 10 minutes, said, "Here you go," and they said, "Make make it." Yeah. And then they didn't know what to do with themselves. Sure. Sure, yeah. So the first 10 minutes are fantastic. There are Two, I would call them credit scenes, but not all the way post-credit scenes. And the second, quote-unquote, post-credit scene is about 10 seconds long, and it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sure. first 10 minutes, last 10 seconds of this movie, with the structure of the potential of what the movie could have been, made me excited for maybe maybe a second one. Maybe they could get it right in the sequel. Yeah, so I mean... Um not le- not doing any spoilers or anything like that but the the second post credit scene heavily alludes to the to there being a sequel at mm-hmm. least an opportunity for a sequel um and i think with the way that this is trending in terms of o- how much money it's making globally 
you know, over a hundred million dollars globally in its opening weekend. That's big time. Um, we're likely going to see a sequel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good call out. Um, let's go to director's shoes because I think we're going to spend a significant amount of time in this area. I'm going to try not to overcomplicate my director's shoes because there are a lot of areas to like, you could make this movie a punching bag if you really want to. I think when I look at everything all together and I, right after I got out of this movie, I did the exercise of pulling out my phone and just, just writing down all of my thoughts overwhelming majority of them were negative and were related to this movie, but they all lead back to one thing, which is that the movie concept, the actual story concept is, was flawed from inception. Like it should have never, this story should have never been the story. This approach should have never been the approach. Sonic video games for people who played Sonic. It's not like, it's not earth. It's not reality. It's just, it's a little blue hedgehog running around beating up little robot guys like in landscapes that are totally not earth and totally not human and all of those things. So like, why did we go with the whole, like, I don't know, anthropomorphic animal in a human world plot that's been done so many times. Like mm-hmm. why was that the choice? Because the characters looked really well designed but when you put them next to real people, they look, he looked absurd. <laughs> I mean, he looked, he, like, if you just take Sonic, the scenes where it was just him, he looks so good and so well designed. But put him next to James Marsden, it's like, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. There's this horrible scene where they're in this um, bar. It's like a cowboy oh or like, gosh. you almost get the sense that it's like a, um, like a honky tonk type bar and Sonic is in there, which like everyone would notice this crazy thing being in there, but somehow <laughs> no one's aware of it. And he just looks so ridiculous in that scene. And that's really where they lost me. So I just feel like why, when you clearly have the resources to make a really good animated character, why wouldn't you just make the whole thing an animated film with a Dr. Robotnik that's animated in a world that's more like more suited for Sonic. And actually, um, the first 10 minutes of the movie that you're talking about, it's all animated mm-hmm. and it looks great. Yes. Like, um, there's these bad guys that are like chasing after sh- Sonic and shooting, like shooting arrows at him and stuff like that. And it all looks sick. And I'm like, why did they not go that route with this movie? It just makes no, no, it makes no sense. And actually the worst thing that that story does is that, the plot that you have to like conceive to even make this thing at all coherent or feasible is so ridiculous that the writing stands no chance. So like the reason that the dialogue and stuff is so bad is because the plot is so bad. They have to get from point A to point B and it's a ridiculous path to get there because it's the only way you can do it to make sense. And Mm so you get these lines that, they're trying to cover like years of character development in one line because they have to make sense of this thing. And it's just so bad. Mm -hmm. Like there's a scene where, um, what's James Marston's character's name? Uh, donut Lord, but I forget that's his nickname. Yeah. They call him donut Lord. It's a nickname, but no clue what his actual, I can't remember what his actual name is. Wachowski is his last name, right? Yes. Officer Wachowski. Something like that. Anyway, where he and Maddie, 
were first introduced to those characters, like together, <laughs> they try to speed through like so much character development in a five minute conversation because this whole plot of this movie, they're trying to make sense of the plot of this movie and it's just failed. It's, mm-hmm. And so I really think this could have been awesome if they had just made it an animated film in the vein of like despicable me or something like that. And just go full in on Sonic video game. Don't worry too much about the plot. Just like make it an animated film and don't worry about like the reality aspect. Cause that's what ruins it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one of the biggest things they want to drive home <clears throat> is, I just looked up his name, Tom. James Marsden plays Tom Wachowski. He is a police officer. Yep. He has been uh, apparently in this town of Green Hills for 100 years. His family. His family yeah, has been right. watching over the, in, on the police force for 100 years. James Marsden, while a beautiful specimen of a man, mm-hmm. he's 47 years old. He's 47 years old in real life and looks every bit of it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, listen, a beautiful 47, but come on. So you're telling me that 47-year-old Officer Wachowski has been working here for his entire life, and then he gets a job offer to go work in San Francisco as a street cop. Right. No, no, that is terrible. It's a terrible plot line all around, and no kid is going to care about that. No kid going to see Sonic the Hedgehog on the screen is going to say, oh, man, I really hope Tom gets that job. I think he should take it. And it ends up being pretty much inconsequential and not re- not needed for the plot at all. No child would ever care about that uh, plot development whatsoever. And James Marsden has to do his best to make that meaningful. So, like, I, Don't you think the movie would have actually made more sense if San Francisco was not involved at all? Yes. Like he would, I think James Marsden would still have just as much incentive to help Sonic out, if not more. I I fully support the just take away the live action, take away the real actors, make them voice actors because once they did the redesign of Sonic, they got it right, right. right. So the the world they got right of of all of the loop de loops and the grass and how it waved when he ran and his his electric capabilities like that was all so good. But any time they did real world writing was abysmal. It just drove me crazy, and that's why I dozed off during this movie because yeah. I, I couldn't take it. I was getting I was getting angry, so I decided fight or flight. I slept, I slept to, to keep from throwing something at the screen. Yeah, it does kind of make sense out of what the initial design was, though, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like for me, that clicked in my head. I was like, "Oh, that's what they were going for," because a photo real Sonic looks so stupid in this environment because it's earth with real people they kind of tried to make it a little more human looking which let's i'm not saying that that thing looked good it was horrific but (laughs) they were given an impossible task and so i kind of see what the approach was they were like let's try to make it look a little bit more real a little bit more like a cross between a human and a supercharged hedgehog yeah um i kind of get it now can you imagine what (laughs) what the merchandise would have been if it was the original Sonic and you Ugh. see like some kid like holding on to that in preschool like this is Sonic terrifying like oh you have a monster in your arms yeah it's not that's nightmare <laughs> nightmare fuel completely yes. <laughs> just <laughs> totally it, that thing looked really bad um but yeah i totally get what they were going <laughs> for now i really do actually so um yeah is that your director shoes then yeah it was a waste this this movie <laughs> this whole movie was a waste and yeah. there was no way to save it i looked up the director himself you know what his credentials were? 
a short movie. He had one short film that he mm. did a couple of years ago, and that's it. And then they gave him the keys to Sonic. Mm-hmm. What is wrong he with He must them? be a really good interviewer. You know those people who are like yeah, uh, really charismatic mm-hmm. and they, they just do great jobs in interviews and they, they like could totally get whatever? He's yeah. that guy. No, never trust someone on their charm. Never. Yeah. Literally never. Yeah. Yeah. I, so let's go ahead and score this guy. Okay. I'm not going to be overly harsh on it, even though I think it's a bad movie. I, I want to be clear. Mm-hmm. I do think it's a bad movie. My thing that's keeping me from going like super hard on this movie and like tanking it is that if I was a kid, I would really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I honestly do think so. Like, cause I, I played Sonic and I do think that as a kid, I would have watched it and been like, this is awesome. This looks great and whatever. Um, so I'm, even though it has tons going against it, I'm giving it a 4.5 okay. out of 10. So obviously still not a great score, but I'm not tanking it. <laughs> um, and it's just for that. Like trying to keep in mind, this is a kid's movie and I, I'm fighting this in myself. Like whenever I was scoring it, I was fighting it because I'm like, you can make a really good kid's movie. That's good for everybody. We've seen him do it. Mm-hmm. Like Pixar has been doing it for forever for two decades. Disney's like firing on all cylinders, crushing it with all their kids' movies. Then even other studios, the WB Warner Animation, they do an incredible job with movies. They have the Lego Movie, Lego Batman. Like it is possible to make a kids' movie that is good for both kids and adults. This movie is only good for kids, and for that reason, I'm giving it four and a half. But I think if I was like seven. Between seven and ten, I would totally dig this thing. <laughs> I, it's funny that you said that about you know we have some good quality movies for kids. That is why I tanked this. Yeah, <laughs> score. yeah, no, that's fair. I think you could go either way for sure. If I had heard the 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 joy and laughter from kids in my theater, like okay, like what's their perspective? Are they loving this? I could have I could have been nicer to this movie, mm. but it just wasn't there. Yeah, it wasn't there. My my son loves Sonic. He absolutely loves and adores him, plays him all the time, pretends to be him. Um, it's amazing that we don't have a Sonic plush in our, in our house, a little soft, a little soft Sonic plush. But this was so sad to see this movie flop um, because they, they, re, they redid all the animation and I just wanted it to be fun and it wasn't. And because there's better movies out there for kids, we, they, we've seen them do it. I gave it a 3.5 kernels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think Sorry. I think I did not see it with any actual kids because again it was nine thirty p.m. on a Sunday. I saw it with like preteens, teenagers, and adults, and so mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting like tons of laughter, and there wasn't like there definitely wasn't any laughter. But that's it's a really good point you make. Like, if I was in a theater with kids, I would expect there to be laughter and things like that, and it doesn't sound like that was going on with yours. So nope. Um, Interesting. So yeah, not great scores for Sonic. We are definitely getting a sequel on this thing, just based on the earnings of it. Like, there's just too much money to be made for this to not continue. Um, I think based on the ending of this movie, on both both post credit scenes, we'll have a better sequel than we had the original. I wish them the best. I really do. I mean, I think that there are good intentions all around with this movie. I just think that I I still can't get my head out of why they were so certain that doing this in in pseudo reality was a good call because it just it really wasn't at all shame on you yeah so too bad um but this is going to be a fun one because we're we're segueing we get to use the whole 
Sonic thing as an excuse to talk about video games. Mm-hmm. So always going to take that chance. Um, we're doing schoolyard pick of video game characters. So, yeah, pick your top five. But obviously we can't have any overlap. So that's where this is going to get oh. tricky because I think there will be some some overlap. <clears throat> I think you're going to steal some off my list. And you, my friend, have the very first pick. Schoolyard <laughs> pick of video game characters. This is an easy first choice. Going with the king, Mario. Uh, Mario, Mario, you plumber, you, who I think they changed his occupation recently from plumber a couple of years back to superhero. Yeah, I don't solely. think he's technically a plumber anymore. I'd like to see that business card change, like Mario, Mario, plumber, like it gets scratched off. At some point superhero he was like, cool. you know what, I just, my current lifestyle doesn't allow me to do much plumbing. Right. And so... Yet my expertise in plumbing, those transferable skills, I will go down any pipe and any tunnel to save the day. It's true. He he has a diverse resume, and I think that all of that requisite experience really helps him <laughs> in his uh, requisite experience. <laughs> I think it really does transfer very well. It's good. It's good eyes by him to figure like see the opportunity and see that his skill set fits that and just go. Did you ever see the live action Mario film? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that they make an animated Mario film soon mm-hmm. and that it erases that film from my memory. I want them to make an, a sequel to that with John <laughs> oh, Leguizamo no. and whoever else was in that. <laughs> yeah, who else was it? I, I, Yeah, for me, I'm the same way. John Leguizamo is the only thing that stands out <laughs> because he's like a real person who's been in legitimate things yes. other than that. So, wow, good choice. Taking the... The total stud off the board, pick number one. That's pretty brutal. Thank you. Um, well, I should have foreseen that, but I didn't. So I'm going to go with Crash Bandicoot. Excellent choice. Because I love, love, love Crash Bandicoot. Um, they actually recently remastered um, the Crash Bandicoot games. You can buy them all in one set. It's called like the Insane Trilogy, and I, I own it. Those games are so hard because when you play old games, like, so when they remastered the games, they remastered all the graphics, but the mechanics are exactly the same. So, like, (laughs) in modern games, when you're running with a character and you jump, there's, like, momentum. So you don't have to keep pressing, like, right, (laughs) you know? You can, like, stop pressing that. Not in Crash Bandicoot, man. If you let go of that button, he's falling straight down. <laughs> Physics does not exist. There's there's no such thing as momentum. Um, so those games are really hard. And, like, the hitboxes and everything are, are really difficult. So it's kind of funny to, like, watch our nephews play those games sometimes. Because, like, I know the first time Beck played it, he was like, man, this is so hard. I was like, welcome to my world. Like, these are the <laughs> games that I grew up on, and they're impossible. Um, but Crash Bandicoot is awesome. I have a special place in my heart for video game characters or movie characters that are based off of really obscure animals, like mm-hmm. Bandicoot, for example. Yes. And I think um, Knuckles from Sonic is a echidna or something like that. So oh. I really enjoy obscure animals. Um, and this was the perfect choice. Crash is awesome. He's very cool. He rides motorcycles. He rides animals he runs away from dinosaurs he has a sister named coco who um, rides a tiger she has a tiger that she rides so he's got everything going he's got also that um like tiki mask guy aku aku who's like (laughs) he comes out of the box and 
comes onto your face and you're like supercharged. It's it's awesome. Yeah, like the mask. But just that that game is form. just so fun. It's just all those all those uh, Crash Bandicoot games are the best. Mm-hmm. And the Aku Aku mask is awesome. When you get three of those guys and you can just charge through your superpower, there's nothing like it. Incredible. What a rush, Crash Bandicoot. My next pick, I'm going with Mr. Donkey Kong. Good. Because he is just a, a force to be reckoned with. You know, he throws all of his um, all of his co-workers in the air, whether it be Diddy or, oh, what's the girl? Daisy? Daisy Kong, right? Dixie. Dang it. Dixie, Cranky. Crank, man. There's another one. There is. Funky, there? Funky Kong. Funky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Funky fights, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love Donkey Kong. I love I love when you're when you're playing him and you're idle because you're trying to figure out where am I gonna go? And he's just like shrugging and like um yeah. patting the ground and pat and banging on yeah, his chest. Smacking the floor. It's so great. He's so strong. It's ridiculous. He can take out characters in that game that no one else can. Mm-hmm. Um and that game is so linear, which just uh, brings back the nostalgia because so many games are not; they're open world. Yeah, his those games, the Donkey Kong Country games, very simple. Mm-hmm. You know, just very level, 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 one boss, direction, level, 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 boss. <laughs> it's great. There's just you can't beat it. And I will say the bosses on Donkey Kong are a little bit unexpected because some, you know, you, Mario, you got your classic one, two, three, kill. But Donkey Kong sometimes is not like that. No, there's multiple levels to it. You mm-hmm. got to stay on your toes. Yeah, and you can't you, take it for granted. And if you have a different character, like if you're playing as Diddy, like Donkey got got killed and like ran away, right? And then you have Diddy has to kill him. It's gonna take more hits because he's weaker. Diddy's smaller. Yeah. Right? So Donkey Kong all the way. Yeah, Donkey Kong games are hard too. Yeah, that's true. And, and and I actually like that. I like when games have a little bit of difficulty. I like having to earn it. Um. It's a, it's a solid pick. All of the Kong families are great. Plus the DK rap. You remember the DK rap? Oh, yeah. DK, Donkey Kong. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> um, Donkey Kong 64 is like one of my all-time faves. It's a great one. Okay, my second pick. I'm going with Sly Cooper. What? Are you familiar with Sly Cooper? Fill me in. Maybe so I So Sly Cooper is a spy raccoon. Which is pretty perfect because raccoons have the thing over their eyes that make it look like they're wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. And so he's a thief. I shouldn't, yeah, I shouldn't say spy. He's like a, he's like a high profile thief. And so it's like him um, and Bentley the turtle and the hippopotamus whose name I can't remember at the moment. Man, I did not play this game. Oh, dude, it's the best. (laughs) You're like sneaking around trying to steal things. He has really cool abilities. Like he can um, slide on wires with his little, um, crook thing if that's what it's called like he has that like stick a that crowbar the, or no the thing like you know the riddler has that like stick that he carries yeah it's like a it's almost little, like a shepherd's little, thing yeah sure little yeah. candy cane cane he has that um he can like slide on that he can pickpocket people like in a really slippery way wow it, dude those games are legit seriously sly cooper if you like mario or crash bandicoot or whatever sly cooper is every bit as good that's it's the best um they make lots of funny jokes in those games too it's just like him palling around with the turtle and the hippo. Um, Bentley, what's the hippo's name? I have to know. Sorry, I have to look this up. I just looked up Sly Cooper, and I have never seen this. A, he's a good-looking character, though, isn't he? He's very cool-looking. And I, when I searched Sly Cooper, it said Sly Cooper movie. So is there an Murray. actual movie? Murray is the name of the hippo. And look at the hippo, man. He's so cool. He's awesome. He's like a brute. So, yeah, you have this like crime enterprise team. It's like you... 
and the turtle, which the turtle is like in a wheelchair, but he can throw grenades and stuff. <laughs> and he's really cool. He's like the tech guy. Um, so he has like, he he's has the, the wheelchair. The he has the wheelchair and he has a computer and he's like always hacking into stuff. Um, his name's Bentley. And then you got Murray, who's like the muscle. It's awesome. It's a well-rounded team. They're all awesome. They're all equally fun to play with. But Sly Cooper is sort of like the guy. You know, he's the one with the name on the game and he's the coolest looking dude. Dude, there is 100% a Sly Cooper movie. It's in development. Oh, look yes. at Look at these graphics, man. They look so good. Bro. <laughs> You just made my life. If you're at if you're if you're not driving, look up Sly Cooper on IMDb.com. There's an excellent poster for this movie he right now. He looks great and Bentley looks great. Murray looks okay. The thing is I never had a PlayStation. This was PlayStation, right? Yeah, it's PlayStation. I never had a PlayStation. So Oh man, well you can come over. I have Sly Cooper for my PlayStation. Yeah. Um it's the best. This this looks really cool. It looks like there's not really any actors assigned. Um to this yet this is really cool i'm excited i'm very yeah, excited I'm trying about to think this. who would who would voice sly cooper who would be a good voice for sly cooper they have a bunch of rando names on here but maybe they're not so rando maybe they're just like voice actor extraordinaire um ian james corlett which dragon ball z it looks like is his kind oh of yeah fan. sure also he played coconuts in adventures of sign of the hedgehog so <laughs> looks like we have some vets in the uh the voice acting worlds taking on a couple of these characters but they're not assigned yet yeah this is cool. This so is Sly Cooper for the win, man. He's the best. Well, I'm going to go buy a PlayStation And tonight. I'll post pics of all these characters on social so you can oh. revel in their amazingness. Dude, that's great. My next pick. going to go with Princess Peach. Good. Good pick. Because Princess Peach has one of the coolest powers in, in those Mario games. Princess Peach can float. Yes, she can. Nay, I say fly. In, in some cases, and, and it just depends on the situation. So, I would say, yeah, I mean, they call it floating, but it's basically hovering. Hovering is a great way to put it. Because floating and gliding are kind of the same thing to me. Because she can she can stall in air for a long time, especially if you have some momentum. Like if you ran your oh, yeah. and you held Y for like 30 seconds and then you jumped, you're going to be up in the air for quite a while. Oh, yeah, 100%. To get to that secret door, to get to the, the, the next block. Like, she's so good. She is always getting captured which is her character flaw but she is usually also getting herself out of the situation at some point so getting to play as peach when that happened in the mario games was just revolutionary Mm -hmm. and so good that they gave her such an awesome power yeah and in super smash brothers um her smash attack she can use like if you like hit A and then right or A and then left, mm-hmm. she pulls out like a random thing to hit somebody with. Like sometimes it's a golf club, sometimes it's a frying pan. Like it's always something different, and I love it. That's really cool. She just she owns in that game, dude. She's like one of my top five characters. I love playing as Princess Peach. Yeah, and then in like Super Mario World, is that the right one where you go to different worlds? There's like seven or eight worlds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just described a bunch of Mario games <laughs> with that, and that thing, but yeah, Super Mario World was kind of like the first one. Which to do one that. is it? Or Super Mario Brother Super Mario World Two? I forget which one. I can see it on my Super Nintendo. But she, like, when she fights Birdo, and right. Birdo's shooting those eggs. If she's hovering, she can glitch and not get any damage. Yeah. Like if that egg right. hits her, just like catches the the corner of her dress, she'll like kind of flutter. She's like, whoop, not today. N- no health damage whatsoever. So that's pretty sweet too. Yeah, I mean, in those games, like those side scroller Mario games, her floating ability is really invaluable. I mean, it's just it's so incredible. Like, it, it's basically a hack. What if 
I love what ifs. I'm going to be a lunatic when Marvel What If comes out because I'm going to be like, oh, this is exactly what I wanted. Um, what if we get a Princess Peach movie where Mario gets captured by Bowser and yeah. she has to save the day? Yeah. I always thought they should make that happen in, in a game. I think they probably will. It hasn't happened yet, I don't think. I think they've done like some side stories, but that's never been like – she's never had her own game. Yeah. Um, That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Okay, my number three. Ooh, this is tough. I'm going to go with, I'm sticking with Mario characters. I'm going to go with Bowser. Oh, nice. Bowser is awesome. Bowser is, is the greatest villain of all time because he is equal parts sinister and adorable. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is just precious. If you look at Bowser, he's like the cutest villain ever. <laughs> um, and... You just you just have the feeling that there is really a warm spot in, in Bowser's heart, you know. I know that he does some bad things, but you really just get the feeling that he he wants friendship and companionship. He's lonely. Yeah, and I really do think like the whole kidnapping Princess Peach thing is totally sport. Like no, like it's just for fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's just like a game that he plays, and you're like, oh Bowser, <laughs> you silly goose, because like Princess Peach is never harmed. Never. No, she's just chilling. He grabs her, puts her in the cage, lets her sit there. Yeah, I mean, she's totally fine. Uh, Mario always comes to rescue her. It's just like a game for him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know that it's not good. He should stop. But <laughs> I do think there is a warm place in Bowser's heart, and I do love Bowser because he's precious. He's I mean, absolutely adorable. I mean, some would say that Bowser is a criminal, uh, Kim, but whatever. He is. I mean, <laughs> of the highest order. <laughs> he does some really <laughs> terrible things. But, you know kidnapping city we all have our flaws kirk yeah bowser may have more than most but (laughs) deep down there is a warm-hearted turtle monster inside maybe maybe we'll get a a browse a bowser movie like called bowser's redemption (laughs) yes where he just tries to also make up for his crimes um, the new either president or ceo of nintendo america his last name is bowser which come on story (laughs) that's so cool that's awesome (laughs) That's probably why he got the job. He actually is, is terrible at his job, but and like, also bad choice by the shareholders there. Whoever hired that guy, like we know how this movie ends. You put Bowser in charge of a enterprise of that scale, mm-hmm. it's no end to the damage he's going to do. Evil global takeover. All right, your fourth pick. My fourth pick. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Sonic. Yeah, good choice. Pick that blue that blue devil because he is so fast and they really exploit that in this film well. They really say there's no one faster than him. He can cross his island in a matter of seconds. And that's true. When you play that game, when you especially the newer versions of Sonic, you were going so stinking fast. Yeah. When I watched Jude play it, I'm like, how do you even have time to react? There's no there's no time. I think that it's just pure chaos. He's just like, well, hope this goes well. Um, I, I'm sure there's skill to it, but it is going faster than I can possibly fathom. So yeah. kudos to the game makers for really just like leaning in and saying, whatever, we're just going to up his speed by like 70% from what you could actually see with your regular eyes. Yep. Yeah, I also, I think every character, I like talked about with Sly Cooper, with with Murray and Bentley, like the supporting cast kind of makes you too. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like Knuckles, Tails, Shadow, um, even Dr. Robotnik, like those characters, they make it. They really know? built a family, um, a, a 
a dysfunctional family at that, but they really built it well. Yeah, and what's and and then there's Amy Rose, the mm-hmm. pink hedgehog. And once you get that full cast, it takes a couple games for all those characters to come in the fold. But Tails especially is awesome. I love Tails. Tails can do that helicopter tail thing. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, good pick, really strong pick. Glad that Sonic's getting represented. Um, this is my fourth pick. You know what? With my with my last two pick, I'm gonna take a moment to acknowledge some lesser knowns. And uh, wow, I. I'm leaving some really good characters on the board. I hope that you pick them, or I hope that I get a chance to talk about them in honorable mentions. Um, my first of the lesser-known picks, I'm going with Tom Nook. I don't know who this Tom is. Tom Nook is from Animal Crossing. He's absolutely adorable. <laughs> he is um, the the chief proprietor of a small store <laughs> in the Animal Crossing village, and he wears a little apron with a, with an apple on it, and he helps you you know he like is a lender for your home and um he's really great he's a raccoon like i said and he's precious more precious than sly cooper more precious than bowser he's absolutely adorable is that possible no it is it is and i will show you and uh he's he's great you know you like there's a mutually beneficial relationship here because tom nook like helps you build up your house but you keep buying things from him and so like his store gets progressively nicer so like here's tom nook Oh, oh, I mean, that is right, cute. right. He's absolutely adorable. Look at his little sweater. And some people accuse Tom Nook of like being some sort of like money hungry monster who like has a monopoly in the town. And I just don't buy that. Like he, sure, he's successful, but he's successful because he runs a good, honest operation. Cam, Cam, what? Hold on to your pants. Yep. Twenty twenty, March thirteenth, Animal Crossing, the film. No. An 11-year-old girl named I moves to a new town called Animal Village where she will have to learn a new way of life and make March new 13th, friends. March 13th, what? Of 2020. That's not real. She discovers the meaning of friendship through her adventures. It's nope. coming. It's that, coming. No, that actually doesn't exist. It's coming soon, Cam. It says it. it's real. It's on the internet. Nope. That's the <laughs> internet lies. I would absolutely know if there was a feature length wide release Animal Crossing film coming it, out. It is ninety minutes it is a feature length. So stay tuned for your mo- your man, Tom Nook. It's it's very um can I can I say Japanese? Can it's, I see it? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Animal Crossing the movie, March thirteenth. Oh well it's a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, and it's definitely going to probably only release in Japan. But yeah. I mean, Sorry, that's, a, that's not as exciting as the Sly Cooper thing. No, it doesn't count. This definitely doesn't count. Just cut this out. Just yeah, this probably <laughs> isn't even real. It's IMDb. You can't trust everything on IMDb. I know, I know. I shouldn't. Anywho, thanks for that, Kirk. Thanks for getting my hopes oh, up. But for those of you who Google Tom Nook and think, what a precious little critter. I need all of the Tom Nook in my life. There is a There is an Animal Crossing video game. Uh, for the Switch that's coming out on the 20th of March. It's called Animal Crossing New Horizons. Just after the movie premiere. Right, the fake movie, yes. <laughs> okay, your fifth pick. My final pick. This is a tough one. This is a very tough one. It's the last option here. I have to go... I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with a little classic. I'm going to go with Mr. Pac-Man. Mm, that's a good one. Mr. Pac-Man of... of everyone knows... Mr. Pac-Man is. They brought those like home arcades back, so you could buy like a two hundred dollar stand-up arcade that looks yeah. like it's from the seventies. Um, I think it was in that terribly 
horribly uh, acclaimed movie by with Adam Sandler. Pixels. Think he was the main oh, villain. Oh yeah, Pixels. Yeah. Or in it, I don't know. Pac-Man. He's just he's just going around his life trying to catch those little balls and escape ghosts and live his life, man. Eat, eat the double cherry guys. The eat double the, cherries, man. Yeah. Eat the big giant flashing um, dot. I think that's there's something um, there's something existential about his existence and, and how how he relives his life. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with Pac-Man. He's tenacious. He stops at nothing, mm-hmm. and he risks his life every day for food, mm-hmm. just to eat, just to consume. When those ghosts do like a pivot that you that they shouldn't be able to do, and they come running down your lane, the anxiety attack that I get is out of this world. Yeah. And uh, then I lose. But then, then you hit the little orb, oh, and dude. the tables turn, and those guys <laughs> run the opposite way, and you're like, ha, 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 But they the, run so fast! For the next 10 seconds, I own you. I will eat all of you. Yeah. Yeah. Inky, Pinky, Blinky, and Clyde? I think that's inky, right. Inky, Pinky, Stinky, and Clyde? Inky, I Pinky, something. My, I think you got it right the first time. No Stinky. Blinky, though? Blinky. Yeah. And Clyde. And Clyde. Clyde is the... <laughs> Is the the milkman? Yes, <laughs> child. That's right. <laughs> um, okay, good choice. Pac Man is is an absolute classic. Okay, I'm going with another lesser known. Have you ever heard of the game Portal? No. Okay, well, this is one of the great games of all time, Portal and Portal Two. Um, the plot of the game is that you are you have this portal gun where you can shoot one portal and then an exit portal, and if you come out one, it's like interdimensional stuff. That's so, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And, like, the laws of physics... Like, the physics engine is really cool, so that if you, like, put a portal on the floor and put another portal on the wall and then you jump off onto the floor, you shoot out of the one on the wall, you know? (laughs) Um, Anyway, those games are amazing. In that game, there is this operating system called Gladys. It's, like, Glad OS or whatever. And she is, um, like, this homicidal computer AI thing. Oh. you have to like the whole thing is like you're trying to get out of these rooms it's kind of like a saw thing like you're trying not to die you're trying to get out of these dangerous situations and gladys is talking to you the whole way and she's like she starts off saying all these amazing statements about like every statement of hers starts out with sounding like she's saying something nice but then at the end it's like really evil and sounds like she wants to kill you oh. it's hard to explain but she's hilarious and uh yeah i love gladys so that's why I picked her. That sounds great. I need to I need to play that. Those games are seriously awesome. Very simple concept, but very, very fun. All right, real quick, let's go honorable mentions. Who you got? Anybody? I do. I've got a couple. Um, Pikachu, Mega Man, Diddy Kong, Luigi, Laura Croft. Mm, I also had Laura Croft. Also had Luigi. It guts me yeah. that I didn't use Luigi because he's awesome. But I feel like Mario is the king of that whole thing. And if you put Mario and Luigi on your list, it's like, eh. And once you pick Mario, I was like, I can't pick Luigi because he's kind of the same character. Yeah. But Luigi's like kind of cooler than Mario. He's like kind of the cooler other brother. <laughs> and I love um, Luigi and the Mario Kart. How it's... evil he looks. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like ready to ready to destroy. Totally sinister. I had Link from Zelda. Yep. Um, Link is awesome. Yoshi, obviously. There's no one more adorable than Yoshi. Uh, Samus from the Metroid games. Mm, yeah, yeah. She's a baller. She shoots giant laser cannons out of her arm and missiles and stuff. And then another Animal Crossing character, K.K. Slider, who okay. 
um, comes to your town on like Friday nights or something like that and sings his songs and he's <laughs> awesome. He's the best. They all seem so adorable. Oh, it's the cutest dude. Animal Crossing is the most, like I love Animal Crossing so much cause it's a fantastic game, but it's also the most adorable game in the world. Aww. So yeah, it's a good time. All right. That's a wrap. Lots of video game talk. I'm loving it. Yeah. Right in my element. It feels amazing. Um, Go see Sonic if you haven't already. Lots of people want to go see it. We want to hear your thoughts. Um, take your kids if you have kids. I think they will enjoy it. I really do. I think that most kids probably have a good time with that movie. Yeah. Um, but apparently not to the point where they laugh because you had no laughter in your theater. Yeah, no laughter. But then as soon as we left the film, my, my son wanted to act like Sonic from the movie. Yep. Like Sonic, because he's never been in the real world, he's like, yeah. what's this thing? What is what is a, a spoon? And so he was pretending that the whole time like he knew nothing of what real life was. Like, what's a car, dad? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that was cute. That's always a good sign. It's like if they're kind of like still pretending after the movie. So yep. yeah, go see Sonic. Let us know your thoughts. Um, as always, best way you can help us out is by liking, sharing, rating, reviewing, doing all of those things. We appreciate your support. We really, really appreciate you listening. Um, we have no idea what movie we're seeing next week and that is okay. We will let you know as soon as we do. If you have suggestions, carpe DM baby, let us know. Mm-hmm. We want the suggestions. We're open to anything. It doesn't have to be a new movie. I mean, like we said, we're kind of in the doldrums right now. There's not that many new movies coming out that are noteworthy, so hit us up. Could we have like a throwback episode? We could. Like, we oh. could. Oh. Any, all options are on the table, Kirk. Wow. All options. Tell so, us. Yeah. Keep that in mind as you go through your week. If, you, if there's a movie that you're like, oh, man, they should see this one. I love this movie. Hit us up. We want to know. Um, but... That is a wrap. As always, thank you to Ryan Spriggs who helps us produce this podcast and a special thank you to Ryan Spriggs and Brandon Aristed for our awesome theme music. We will see you all next week. Talk to you then. (laughs) 